is having in their draft on April 17th. It's a week earlier than the NFL. Have you heard a word of criticism surrounding the WNBA having their draft? I know most of you are like, I didn't know the WNBA had a draft in April. Well, okay, I'm with you. I didn't really know that either. But I saw the headlines about the WNBA is is going to keep their draft. And the WNBA's draft is next week, next Friday, I believe. I haven't seen one single person write one single word negative about the WNBA having their draft the week before the NFL. So, by the way, I'm not criticizing the WNBA. I'm saying, okay, I agree with their decision to do it as well. But if you're upset about the NFL having their draft, shouldn't you also be upset about the WNBA having their draft? No, we shouldn't, Nick. The sports media is so hypocritical. Like, they can't even keep a consistent thesis apparent there. I'm fine. Look, if you want to rip the NFL for having their draft, then you should be really ripping the WNBA for having their draft. Because the WNBA is having their draft the week before the NFL. Crazy. To get the rest of what Clay Travis said, huh? podcast it by searching yeah. Outkick the Coverage. And as always, you can hear Outkick the Coverage oh, with Clay, Clay Travis, Travis weekdays oh, at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Oh. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. The Odd Couple. And this is the thing. They're the kings yes. of radio. We want to entertain you and inform you. One is the king of acronyms. The hatinous brother of what are you all time. About? The other is the king of all kings. Rob Parker, do you agree? I do. The Odd Couple. Chris Broussard and Rob Parker are right here. Wow. Wow. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Trending now. Major League Baseball acknowledges they're tossing around various ideas to help start the season. The league added they're talking closely with governmental and public health officials, but have not asked for or received approval from officials or the Players Association. ESPN's MLB is toying with the idea of starting the season as early as May, where teams would play in the Phoenix area and team personnel would be forced to isolate at hotels when they're not at the ballparks. The Athletic is reporting the Lakers are like gently Tom asking Looney. a number of bigwigs no. on their staff <laughs> to voluntarily defer no. 20% no, of their salaries to offset money lost during this coronavirus pandemic. No. Meanwhile, ESPN has confirmed that UCLA junior forward Chris Smith has declared for the NBA draft. He averaged 13 points <laughs> a game last year. I'm Brian Fenley. Wow. All right. The Dan Patrick Channel. I know him. The Godfather of Sports Radio. These guys are the greatest tag team. It's just British Bulldogs. What do you think, Chaz? I think that's a really, really dated reference. That's what that is. Don't be a knucklehead, all right? You're going to do that, talk about Miss Robin, call him Miss Elizabeth, do a George Animal Steel. Hey, Tony. This is the Tony Bruno Show. And now here's Tony Bruno. Beautiful. Yes, indeed. You are looking live in the South Philadelphia world-renowned wine cellar where I have a bunch of dogs circling my head on the Twitch stream. We are live on Sirius XM Channel 211. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, welcome to Tranquility Base here. The Eagles haven't landed. Actually, no one's landed because no one's flying. No one's doing anything. We are in self-isolation. I just sneezed, but I did sneeze into my... Into your armpit. Into my elbow. Yeah, that was good work. That was impressive. Yeah. It was. We were impressed. And there's no snot either, so I'm safe. Everybody's safe here in the wine cellar. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays is here again, Miss Robin, Joe, and Joe. Well, I hope Harry Mays is here. His his name is in the you know show well, title. You know, maybe he got stuck in traffic. Well, well no there traffic. was traffic today. There that was, tra- was tra- something I was going to bring up. This is breaking Why news. Why would there could be traffic? We're supposed to be sitting. We're not even supposed to be going to the grocery store now, according to some of the people who are really going crazy. I know, but I, I left a little bit later today because I realized it doesn't take nearly as long to get here as normal. Right. And I, there was uh, quite a bit more traffic today than there was yesterday. Where the hell is everybody I don't going know, on a but Tuesday? Th- a lot of people are driving with the masks on. Some guy even had goggles on, like the ones you wear like in a, in a chemistry lab. 
or the ones you wear at a locker room celebration. True, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, when champagne is flying, yeah. Except the Houston Astros. I'll tell you, the Houston Astros are probably the most grateful that the baseball season hasn't started yet. Right. And the question is, if it, when it does, will people go back to hating the Astros and throwing at them? Yeah. That's the question we'll ask. Keith Olbermann is a big baseball guy, as you know. Oh, he's a guru. Keith Olbermann's going to join us my old house since 1980. You know, people are like, oh, why are you having Keith on? And then people are saying, that's great that you're having Keith on. That's the thing about this show. I don't care about politics. I don't care about who somebody likes or dislikes. If, you're, if you've been a friend with somebody for how many years ago is that 1980 here? My math is well, bad. Well, that's 40 years. 40 years. You know somebody for 40 years. Do you allow stupid political discussions to end your friendship? You shouldn't. I mean, I was in the 10th grade in 1980. You really were? Dude. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Well, Keith was like 21 just out of college at Cornell. Cornell, so right. So he's going to yeah. join us. We're going to talk a lot of stuff with Keith. He does nightly readings now while he's in self-isolation in New York. Readings? Yes, he goes on and he reads. To who? To the, to the people who tune in to his channel. What, like a YouTube thing? or? Yeah, yeah. well, we'll find okay. out. But he, you know who he reads? James Thurber. You know who James Thurber is, don't you? Now, I've heard the name. Yes. But I can't place it. He was actually an artist, right? Wasn't he a co- He did, wrote co- he did he cartoons. He was a cartoonist and author. And, and uh, his most famous work is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Okay. Which has been done in movie versions a couple of times. And, and so Keith is a very eccentric. Not eccentric. That's, eccentric always sounds like it's negative. It's not eccentric. Well, eccentric almost makes you sound like you're crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much eccentric. I'm well, pretty much like Walter Mitty. If eccentric you is cool. Yeah, me. I think so. It yeah. used to be negative to call somebody eccentric. Well, he started off life a little bit. His, his, uh, when he was seven, his brother and him were playing William Tell, which... That Not sounds, the overture. No. That sounds really scary to begin with. You shouldn't be playing. But his brother actually shot an arrow through his eye. And he Not lost through it. his eye? Yes. Who, Keith? No. William Thurber. Oh, I thought Thurber. she was talking, talking about, about Keith. Keith. Oh, no. I'm James thinking, Thurber. I'm thinking the great ABC song, Shoot That Poison Arrow oh, Through My song. Heart. Not ABC Not Network. No. No, 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 not that. Not that. Anyway. James Thurber. Yeah. We're talking about Keith, and all of a sudden you're bringing shooting an arrow through somebody's eye. Oh, my God. You Come brought on, up Robin. Thurber, and... Yeah, we just talked about the secret life of Walter Mitty. Yes. Keith will join us. We'll cover this, and we'll get it all straightened out. It's sort of like on our second day here on our new program. It's like the reunion of all the people that Tony Bruno have ever worked, not just worked with, but co-hosted with. Mm-hmm. Because if it's everybody that I've ever worked with, we'll have three years of shows just to put those people on, Harry. We may need that. <laughs> I mean, think, think about that. Let's go through that Rolodex and make sure they're available. But no, pretty much everybody who's in the business or has been in the business and people who've just gotten into the business, I pretty much have worked with them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the how many degrees of separation from Tony Bruno would you say here? How many degrees, Harry? Uh, well, what is it normally? Six degrees is, Six is degrees how they judge of separation, that? yes. Yeah. Don't ask me any math questions. No, not I today. Usually, I, don't, I don't deal with math. But anyway... Beautiful stuff coming up. So Keith is going to join us. Gary Radnich, the king of San Francisco sports talk on television and radio for generations, who retired. I was actually in San Francisco for his big retirement day. No, yeah. I did it on the phone. You did I, I phoned phone. it in. I didn't make the trip. <laughs> well, phoned, at least you didn't mail it in. I didn't mail yeah. it in, no. I phoned it in. And so Gary Radnich, who hasn't been on any shows, he hasn't done podcasts, he hasn't gone on any radio shows, and people have been saying, why don't Gary, why don't you and Gary do a little podcast? You know, maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. And Gary, That'd be a good idea. No, everybody's got a podcast, but I haven't talked to Gary since the day. I, no, I did once after he retired. But he's pretty much incommunicado. Yeah. Sort of like John Wick. Now, is he bitter about the business or, or No, anything, not at or, all. No? Okay. And we'll talk about... I think about, he did quite well for himself. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We're not having to throw any uh, benefits for Gary. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're not starting a GoFundMe. The guy's still driving a Bentley. You know oh, what I'm really? Yeah. No, I no, mean, no. He got rid of the Bentley. Did he get rid of keep the it, Bentley? Keep it straight, Tony Bruno. Now, did he have the Allen Iverson type Bentley, or is this like what, the, like an old school one? That you oh, see? no, he had the new night. Oh, okay, oh, so that's like an Iverson. Tony got to car. wash it for him I once. washed it. <laughs> is that what? Did <laughs> you lose a bet? No, there was bird poop on it, and we were actually in front of a restaurant down in the uh, in the Embarcadero. Well, at least it wasn't human poop, which could no, no, that, that was much later. There wasn't okay. human poop back then when I was washing his bed. We didn't really wash it. He had parked it down in the Embarcadero. There's a lot of seagulls down there. Yeah, sure. And we're in one of the great fish restaurants down there. And when we came out, the Bentley had some uh, pigeon poop on, no seagull poop on it. 
And then we just got some water, and the owner of the restaurant came out, so we were washing the poop off his Bentley. You can't have poop on no, your you Bentley. No, you can't. They, they poop big, too, those oh, seagulls. Oh, absolutely. I got absolutely. nailed on the Ocean City boardwalk once, oh, yeah. right in my head. And you always get it when you're walking around at a beach town, right? Yep. It, you just you'll never know when a, when a seagull is going to drop one on you, man. If you haven't had a drop, haven't had a Well, they're seagull, one of the only birds that can poop while flying. They I can dive on it, yeah. Really? Most they can birds, hover and then pick a spot and then dive on geese can up. too, can't they? I, I don't think so. No? I think geese have to be stationary. They actually have to... They, Foot on yes. the ground kind of thing. Yeah, they, so, so that's how come like underneath trees you'll see a lot of poop because the birds are perched and then they poop. But uh, there's only a few birds wow. and seagulls are one of them that can dive bomb you. You can't. So you're not even getting this. Dr. Fauci doesn't even have this kind of information. Or Dr. Oz. Or Dr. Oz. I'm going to call myself Dr. Tony Grouchy, and I'll do my own See, coronavirus update you, in the 5 o'clock hour. You are hour. constantly <laughs> saying that I'm full of shit, Tony, but I'm not. I'm just full of shit information. Watch your language yeah, here, Robin. The children listening to the show. What's the matter with you? It's an afternoon show. It's not exactly. a late night show. There are kids quarantined at home with their parents who are now trying to teach them right from wrong, and we're trying to help those this people. This is educational poop information. Damn right it is. See, a lot of people probably didn't know that. Did you know that seagulls are the only birds that no, can I didn't poop? say only. One of, one the, of the only. Well, no. who's the other ones? I don't know the other ones. I All just right. know that. we got to get on we'll that look later it up. on. Wow. Anyway, and then later on in the 5 o'clock hour, the great Andrew Siciliano will join us. He, too, is hunkered down in his basement. And I didn't even realize they had basements in Southern California because mm-hmm. I had a house, and it was almost a $2 million house, and I didn't even have a basement. If you don't even get a basement in a $2 million house... What good are you? Well, you were very close to the water, though, too. Well, that's true, you? too. Yes, yeah. I could have had a pool in my basement, though. I would have had. I should have had that done. I should have dug in a pool. I had right. a hot tub in my backyard, though. Oh yeah, that's you have right. to if you're in L.A. Come and a Moroccan bench. Oh, right? I, I built yeah. the Moroccan bench. It's legendary. In fact, the guy who bought my house didn't even tear down the Moroccan bench. Well, why would? As you? an homage yeah. to me. Plus, it's all cinder block and, and stucco and stuff. It's not one of those wood things you can get a sledgehammer and go in there and Right, break. like demo day. <laughs> exactly, yeah. like they do on all these HGTV shows where they go in and do the demo in 10 minutes. Meanwhile, let's get it back to the show here. Today, we got a great show. So, Andrew Siciliano, Gary Radnich, Keith Olbermann. It is National Beer Day today, Harry. National Beer Day. Is that right? And what's interesting to note here as the great... Voice of the Los Angeles Dodgers for all those years, Vin Scully would say, what's interesting to note here, not only is it National Beer Day, it is World Health Day. So that's like conflicting. That's like the confluence of two rivers coming together. Right. Can Those two can't exist. Can you have Co-exist. National Beer Day and National World Health Day on the same day? What does we'll that explore. Does that mean Jack in the back is going to send us a case of beer today? <laughs> he sent us vodka yesterday. It was you know really what we nice say on him. the show today? Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty, my friends. We may have to pop open a cold one during the show. <laughs> Coming up. We should do him tomorrow, though. Can we put him on hold till tomorrow? Yeah, he's better for Wednesday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look, I, 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 people have been asking about Jose in Norristown, a legendary guest. And since tomorrow is Wednesday... I want Jose to be the first caller on What Up Wednesday because it's a tradition unlike any other, like the, the Masters used to be. Used to be, yeah. Like the Skins game used to be, like the Open, the British Open, which is not going to happen, like the NCAA championship, which didn't happen last night. So Jose will join us tomorrow because I don't want to shortchange him. No, I know. Like same time tomorrow would Same be good, time right? tomorrow. We're yeah. going to be – Jose will lead off tomorrow's show on What Up Wednesday, the first ever – on the SiriusXM channel 211. And again, for you folks out there who don't watch us on Twitch, which you can get, twitch.tv, Tony Bruno Show, SiriusXM, if you're not a subscriber, you can get it for free right through May 15th. Just download the SiriusXM app on your phone, any device, and then you can listen to the show every single day. A lot of our friends who had been uh, subscribers, you know, let it lapse. Right. And they said, no, you're back on. I'm, gonna, I'm upping my subscription. So when you, if you do up your subscription and re-up or just a new subscriber, I don't know if it says on there, why are you subscribing? Just make sure you know, Tony Bruno Show. I don't get a piece of the action, but I want them to know that our fans are loyal and they'll be listening to us for the next 15, 20 years. Let's see, 15 years from now, see, I'll be 78. I don't have 15 in me, Tom. I don't have 15 in me no. either. I got a good maybe three. Just give me three more good years. That's all I'm looking for. Actually, right now, just give me three more weeks or three more right. months 
or get me to the football season, as we like to say <laughs> around here. When we get it back to football, we know everything will be okay. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We'll have the latest on, um, on the NFL draft. We'll have the latest on baseball. Keith will get into it with him about the Arizona situation going on. ESPN reporting on this. Keith works at ESPN, so we'll ask him about this latest proposal, which now looks like it's getting close to happening. The players apparently are on board with this. The owners obviously are on board with this. And so, and the television networks are on board. Oh, well, yeah, of course they because are. Because even if there won't be any fans, people will still be sitting at home watching baseball. And I'll tell you, I think a lot more people than normal would be watching this baseball. Absolutely. So we'll talk with that about Keith and a lot of good stuff coming up today. Thanks for joining us. We're live. It's Tony Bruno, Harry Mays. We're on Sirius XM 211. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part. So there is a hum. If I take this off, I think it goes away. And I'm seeing that there's a hum's gone, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, hum, 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 hum. Okay. Oh, no, I still hear it a little bit. I don't. I don't. It. It's so strange. And I unplugged, I unplugged that. But it's definitely, I mean, this, that was the major problem is the HDMI cable plugged into my computer. It's, and everybody's talking, if I, if I look it up on the internet, tons and tons and tons of people are talking about static buzz when HDMI is plugged into laptops. Anybody out there? You guys don't hear a bum? A bum. A hum? Well, that's good. As long as it's not going out over Twitch or Sirius, then I'm good. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Don't use an aluminum HDMI cable. It's not aluminum. It is a beautifully... How do you know it's not aluminum? Braided, high-end aluminum, not aluminum, non-aluminum cable. As soon as, well, definitely not in Twitch land. So there's no hum on Twitch. And I definitely think that this is the issue. Yeah, if I move that away from me, it goes completely away. What time is Radnich? Four something? Four twenty. Yeah, four twenty. Ah, appropriate. I know. Exactly right. Well, those <laughs> are the music bed coming back. Okay. Nope, I still see it. it says I it's still a Twitch saying that it sounds uh sounds good. Yeah. No hum. Fifteen to the bed. No humming until later on after the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. I feel like we're in a drum line here. Well, now, is that you drumming? Because I know you have drumsticks. No, I have drumsticks. Every once in a while. I haven't broken them out yet. Yeah. But I will when we get into some musical n- good numbers as we start getting deeper and things get better around the world. Apparently, it's getting better in New York. The number of uh, hospitalizations are going down. So hopefully there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not just another train coming on the yeah. Broad Street subway. We're going to get Keith on the line here in just a second. A lot of uh, ba- We have uh, NFL draft talk. We'll talk about the... Um, the biggest concern now with the NFL draft in two weeks from Thursday, and that is the 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 internet cookups mm-hmm. with all of the different coaches yeah. and the players. What if it goes down? Well, that, that's not going to happen. No, they'll have backups. They'll just do it on the phone. But no, the coaches. For example, Jim Harbaugh is worried that the sensitive team info that they have. You know, everybody can hack into anything oh, nowadays, yeah, yeah. right? And coaches are the most paranoid people Absolutely. on the planet. 
So now Jim Harbaugh, out there in Baltimore, is worried that sensitive information on players, scouts, agents, all the other – well, agents don't care about their sensitive information. They're the ones leaking stuff well, right, out. right, right. So they want it to be leaked out there. But all of these people now – you know, you can have vulnerable, important information stolen. That's the concern. Mm. And let's be honest, that, that happens. Yeah. Look what happens to people's credit cards. Now, which team in the NFL do you think would be the team to employ a hacker to try to hack into one of their opponents? Now, I don't want to, like, put place the blame on anyone prematurely, but how about the, the New England Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not a Patriot hater, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. Well, they've, got got, the, they've got some dirt. Yeah. You know? Now, if this was still back in the Gil Brandt days of the Dallas Cowboys, remember the Dallas computer mm. when the Cowboys were great back in the uh, – Back in the Jerry Jones, not Jerry Jones, in the this Tom before Landry, that, like Tom before Landry, real Gil, computers. Yes, yeah. the Dallas, the Dallas computer was the big thing. But, ladies and gentlemen, is he there? Let's do it live, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Let's go into the, let's go into the James Thurber basement, where a man once said, "There's no safety in numbers or in anything else," and he could yeah. not have been uh. any more right. <laughs> How are you, pal? How are you now? You're not in the basement because you're way high up. Uh, I'm in the penthouse. He's in the penthouse. Is that the same as being in the basement? Uh, Well, you tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Robin and I have been in the penthouse with the doggos up there. What's the view like? It's spectacular. Yeah. It's real. It's spectacular, and and goodness sakes, I'm glad to report it's mostly empty, and the few violators that we have... In the, I can see about 60 square blocks worth of Central Park, and I would say there are 50 people walking in it, and probably 100 people on bikes and other devices. Bicyclists are a law unto themselves in the city, and they will not be stopped by anything. Now, what about the horses? Now, obviously, since the tourism has been stopped, they're not allowed to put the horses and the carriages going through Central Park, are they? Correct. Correct. There are there are about three or four positive things in this whole equation, and that's one of them. The horse carriages are are, uh, are done for the duration, and the horse uh, and poop the, is too. But the, you know, at least well, they're pooping yeah. in their stalls and stuff. Yeah, and the pe- and the pedicabs too. These, you know, it's like the, the tourists who pile into a bicycle with a rickshaw attachment in the back. Yes, and then get and then get pedaled through the streets of New York and have this illusion that they're not about to be killed by oncoming traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I never see them without thinking, what are you people thinking is going to protect you? That thing of cellophane that is over the top of it? I mean, this guy gets hit by a, another bicyclist and you're all going to be in one pile with a wheel sticking out. I'm never going to understand this. So, as I said, there are very few positives to this, obviously. I don't have to tell anybody that. But in the city, no horse caps, no pedicabs. Of course, I don't really know this firsthand. I mean, i got a big balcony, which has suddenly become the envy of everybody I know on the planet. So I can go outside without leaving the building, and I haven't left the building in two weeks. Now, That's what do you do with the doggies, though? I mean, you usually take them out and walk them out there at Central Park yeah, West. Yeah. Well, yeah, they... they, they miss that and so do i the good thing is there's been very little good weather until the last couple of days and we go out on the balcony for about an hour hour and a half a day and they uh they're fine with that they they relieve themselves indoors in the uh in the pad they you know the the the, the place that has been provided for the purpose they've been trained to do that hmm. and the walks are really just for the walks are for me as much as for the dogs now so, i'm surprised you, know, they, you didn't go out and get know, some of the actual turf from yankee stadium or out at City Field and actually put a grass field on your ba- balcony so the dogs can go out and enjoy the real feel of baseball, that, that, the smell of the freshly cut grass in Central Park. Well, you know, um, as, the, as the guy who, who used to take me, like, often against my will, technically it was kidnapping, to the Home Depot in Southington, Connecticut. You need some filters, pal. And we'd go in to buy 10 $1 air conditioner filters because Tony would come over to my house and would, you know, check the, the, the HVAC system first. Like, exactly. like he was one, one, one of the, like one of the contractors my dad, the architect, used to work with. He was like, how's your, how's your electrical grid? You know, and one day we go in there and I wind up buying 
a new garbage disposal for my kitchen. I walked out of there with what? How much? We, I spent $250, and the goal was $10 worth of stuff. And half an hour later, we come out of there with two carts in the back of your car. Oh, don't, don't worry, pal. I'll put it in. And it's like, you know, it's like a nuclear. you need a nuclear reactor in your house. <laughs> how am I going to? How am I going to? I can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without causing a grease fire. How am I going to plant grass? Oh, by the way, most of the balcony, is because of the structure of the city, most of the front balcony, which overlooks the park, has no, um, no direct sunlight. It only has an angle of sunlight. So I don't know where I'd grow it anyway. It would die in a matter of minutes. Well, that's true. And those buildings down there, those, those gigantic buildings they're building all along that area. Yep. They are the yep. highest buildings now. I mean, it's incredible the architecture that they're putting there on that side, up uh, yeah. near Central Park. They're all crap. I mean, talk <laughs> about. It. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's incredible architecture. And the interesting thing about this is, um, I was priced out of this neighborhood back at the max. My maximum earning level was about 2007, 2008, and I was priced out of this neighborhood because it was it went so crazy around Central Park because, of course. It's gorgeous, and there are trees, and it looks like life. It's not just a bunch of buildings. But um, it, all the buildings that they built, including that, a 90-story building that they're building, where my last home used to be before they knocked it down and kicked everybody out, uh, these are all owned. Every apartment is owned, but nobody lives there. So they, just to make some money back towards the mortgage, everybody rents or rents out these apartments because they don't live there. They're just foreign investors. So rental prices in the priciest neighborhoods, if you, if you can spend some money on a place to live, the rental prices are less than they were 15 years ago. It's amazing because there's all this empty space, and it's all owned, and people are just trying to say, well, you know, what's the difference if I make $100 a month back full from it or $1,000? It doesn't make any difference to me. I'm making something. So this is, uh, it, it's really crazy, the, the, the raw unintended consequences. By the way, when you launch this new show, is it supposed to be a sports show? Because I noticed we haven't talked anything about We're going to talk sports. we got to catch up. Uh, we got to kibitz and schmooze and uh, whatever else we have to do. There are no sports. Yeah, what sports are we yeah. talking about? We're going to get to baseball because I want to get to this the latest yeah. MLB thing because you are, yeah. you are the baseball savant. Of all the people I know, there's a lot of great baseball minds, but nobody that I've ever met has the baseball encyclopedia knowledge built within the noggin that you do, right. my friend. And so yes, l- l- let's get to the latest thing now that we've covered all the home improvements and the grass and the dogs and Central Park and the buildings and the rent control and all the other stuff. Right. Is now, do you like this uh, proposed idea? Now, I know they walked it back a little bit because uh, yesterday ESPN, where you work, was talking yes, about sir. Arizona only. Everybody's going to yeah. go to Arizona. All the teams are going to play there, obviously, in the, major, in the big ballpark and then at Tempe, the Oblos Stadium, and all the other spring training facilities and oh God, play not, all their games there, right? Do you not, think that's not, going to happen? Not Tempe, Diablo Stadium, please. Why not? Uh, there's, well, it's not as nice. There's, a, there's, a, there's like six Arizona Cactus League ballparks that are nicer than, than ballparks in the majors. Like the one in Glendale that the Dodgers and the White Sox yep. use that is this, that with the shingles, the light brown shingles. That's gorgeous. There'll be a 50,000-seat stadium like that somewhere. I'll go to every one of the games they play there. Or the... Uh, the one at Salt River, that with the high, uh, really high light towers and the and sort of the pretend second deck that looks like Wrigley Field from the the Los Angeles version of Wrigley Field, gorgeous thing. No, I know. I just oh. wanted to say Tempe Diablo Stadium. I do a little Harry Callis for you. Yeah, I'll, and I'll do Bob Starr, who used to do the Angels games from the from that that uh, part of the woods, and would always say have a hard uh, hard hit ball. This is well struck. And so we used to call him. Yeah, the game will be brought to you, uh, color announcer Joe Torrey, along with play-by-play man Well Struck. We'll bring you the uh, Angels today on Channel 5, KTLA, Los Angeles. Here's the thing. Listen, uh, there would be if you if if a if a buzzer rang on my phone right now and said all clear, 100 uh, percent cure that doubles as a vaccine, everybody's fine. We're administering it. Opening day tomorrow. I would. I would you know, dress up in a uniform and go to wherever the game is being played. Do not misunderstand my point of view of this. But if there's any baseball season at all anywhere in this country this year, I will be very, very, very pleasantly surprised. It's not possible. And the idea that you play the games in Arizona because there has not been a New York City-style 
decimation of the population, yet in Arizona neglects that word yet. I mean, why? Where? Where is it? Where is it written that Arizona will not be touched by this? Um, we're getting. I mean, there's there are new reports in here just today about people who had this and have then been cleared. No more symptoms. No more evidence of the of the disease. And then they go back for a follow-up, and it's in their system again, which either means it lingers or you can get it twice. And they're not necessarily symptomatic the second time. There doesn't seem to be any evidence of that. So if you get it, you get sick. You don't get sick a second time, but you can get the disease a second time, which is a process of immunity. But what if the people who get it once and recover can still transmit it? There's no way to be sure at this point. This is a five-month-old disease. So any idea that includes, well, we, we have this area of the country that has not yet been affected and apparently is going to get through it okay, we don't have any idea yet. To me, if you look at this, and I look at the other cities being right here in the core of this thing, with, you know, two of the hospitals that are overloaded are within walking distance of my home, and I've been to both of them, and they are great facilities, and the people there are dying, literally. The idea that this isn't going to happen everywhere else, it's nonsensical. Maybe it won't, but it'll be really lucky if it doesn't. It would be really unbelievably lucky if it doesn't. And the idea that also, then the, these logistics, you're saying, okay, Mike Trout, we'd like you to bet your life that that 1,500 tests of players and the staff that would be necessary to go into this imaginary bubble, we're going to ask you to literally bet your life that all 1,500 are exactly right, that there's not one mistake in there and there's not one false negative and that the, you know, everybody who gets into the bubble is clear of the disease and that nobody who's in that bubble then sneaks out for a burger, you know, on the way to the ballpark or after they're locked into the hotel. These are, and this is the thing that I saw first and said, well, okay, you're going to have the ball players who are only going to travel from the hotel to the field. And I'm like, name me one ball player of whom that has ever been true. Exactly. They, oh, is, the point of being a ball player is to go into some place and go, hey, I'm a ball I'm, player. I'm, I'm with the Phillies. Give me a beer. You know, <laughs> it's, that, it's just that simple. And where this comes from, I, I, I'm, I, I, we, I, Lord, I wish it were true. If they said, listen, we found a, a series of uh, apartment complexes in, in uh, Nutley, New Jersey, where we could play safely, let, let's do it. I'm all for it. But it just it makes no sense. And it derives from the idea that I think all the commissioners in all the sports and everybody else who's involved in the sports business is my age, our age, Tony, or younger. And they have never really been in a business in which, you know, there hasn't been money coming in. They don't, I mean, you know, if you think of the Yankees, the Steinbrenner boys were both in college. I think one was in B school and one was in, in undergrad. The last time the Yankees did not draw an average of whatever forty-five thousand at least. They don't know what it's like when people don't give them money, and there is there is a a fever of a different kind inside the league offices in all sports and in all colleges in which people are saying, "Well, there's got to be a way around this. We've got to find some way we can make some income because we're Major League Baseball and we have to exist next year." You know, and nobody nobody remembers because they don't they don't think a lot about things like this, but it's a year, I think a year to the day since the, what, the Alliance of American Football just vanished, went out of business. And, you know, before that, teams in Major League Sports just don't go away anymore. I guess the last one remains the the, the Cleveland Barons in the NHL who were merged into the Minnesota North Stars, who then moved 10 years later. But they, you know, the, the, the starting point is Rob Manfred and even Adam Silver and certainly Goodell, they have no no frame of reference for what do you mean we're not going to make money? You know, what, are, what do you mean we're going to lose money on our team? That's not allowed. Wait a minute, which one of the dogs is barking now, Keith? Does your dog not realize? I know there's two of them. Which one's the yapper? There's three of them. You have three dogs now? Oh, you know the story? Yeah, I, I took one in, a, a little little guy who was a hospital. Uh, he wasn't supposed to make it past ten months. And... Uh, I took him in because he's the same breed, and the, the rescue association said, you know how to deal with them. You live across in the park. He'll have a little family before he goes. He had a bad heart. I took him over, and we had surgery, and he's fine. He's, now he just celebrated his second birthday, and his biggest 
medical issue is he has a little waxy buildup in one ear, which is an improvement. The original diagnosis was dead, and it's improved to waxy buildup. So I'll take that any time. Well, no one. I want to say this because, you know, my son, my middle son, Chris, is – has a yeah. senior dog haven down in, in Delaware, and he's got 16 mm-hmm. dogs in his house and five cats, and he rescues the, the dogs that nobody wants. You know, the ones mm-hmm. missing a leg, the ones who have mm-hmm. an eyeball that has to be removed because it's cancerous. Yep. And so those well, are the real sad. But you've done more than anybody I know on, on your Twitter feed in trying to get these dogs saved by posting almost every single day about rescue animals that need to be saved. Well. Thanks. I think, I think your son has done much more practically, but I'm doing what I can because, of course, the irony is, as you know, other than the hypoallergenic breed, I'm allergic to dogs. And I mean profoundly, I stop breathing in half an hour in the presence of a nice Great Dane. And I love all dogs, but it's only the hypoallergenic ones that I can live with. So this is the only thing I can do for what are usually pits or, or, or pit mixes or such who are on death row uh, in the New York uh, system. And happily, the nice thing about the others, I said, there's so few positive things here. In, the, in that little world, they're down to, the New York City shelters are down to um, something like seven or eight dogs that they're hoping to get out. And they're not even saying we, we, we're going to kill them if we don't get them out of here in a week. They're down to seven or eight dogs, and they're saying, look, these, these guys are, are not doing well. We, we need to get them out soon. Can you try to push them for it? So that's one of the other things. That, I mean, the, the number of fosters who have gone in and said, look, I'm going to be locked in a house for who knows how long. Why don't I bring a dog with me? It solved a problem, which is, which is great in its own course. But, yeah, they all three of them bark uh, to different degrees. So well, I was going to ask Keith if he Q-tips that ear. Is that his job every couple of days to, for the dog? I check it. I check it. Normally the, it's, a, it's a problem solved by the groomer every three, four weeks when, when they got to get uh, washed and cut. Now going to become my issue because obviously the groomer's not stopping by in the immediate future. So I have gotten, I've ordered my uh, my dog grooming scissors, and we're going <laughs> to. Now that should be that should be live on. Instagram oh yeah, you got to do something. that live. I mean, come on, you got to do that live on Instagram. Or now, where are you doing your feeds every single night? Uh, yeah. About uh, with with your with your readings from James Thurber. Yeah, I do that on Twitter. I, saw, I mean, it's the the. Uh, in the waning days of my newscast in the uh, 2010 and 11, after I did this for my dad when he was uh, in ICU for six months, I used to read him James Thurber stories. He said, you should do this on TV. And I said, it's a newscast, and it's a political commentary show. Why should I do this? And he said, well, just, uh, you know, just do it for once. How often do I tell you what to do on the air? And it often, I used to do it Friday night at the end of the show, and it was like the highest rated segment of the of the week, or at least of Fridays, uh, on the whole network. So with everybody having this time on their hands, and I was going to reread the entire James Thurber literary canon, I thought, oh, I like to read aloud, and people apparently liked me reading aloud. So every night at 8 o'clock, I go on Twitter and spend somewhere between 20 and 40 minutes reading two or three James Thurber stories, just for the hell of it. It's not sponsored, I don't get any money out of it, um, but it's, you know, it puts a nice little structure to the day and uh you get you know with the replays and the live uh people who, who look at look at it uh, via periscope on twitter um you know like 30 35,000 people see it so it's it's worth my time and apparently it's worth there eight o'clock eight o'clock at eastern time on twitter yeah. on twitter at live keith. yes at keith Overrun, uh live and in color now you don't break into a bob mennery play-by-play though we had him on yesterday <laughs> have you heard his stuff he's great the guy who does the no. old Ron Radio guys, he does all. He takes all of these videos, including rats fighting, and he does the old, oh, look at that rat, look at the left there, and he's doing the, uh, it's Down fu- goes rat. Yeah, yeah no, it's, he does a little blue, too. Yeah, he yeah, goes yeah. blue. He yeah. uses profanity, which, as oh, you know, right, Keith, well, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't gauge in that, in that kind of behavior. This is a literal fact. We worked together first 39 years ago, like next month, we worked together, and for... A year and a half, Tony and I spent about eight hours Saturday and eight hours on Sunday. I think that's right. Uh, and I was 22 years old. And I, and honestly, I learned swear words that I'd never heard before at the age of 22, which is really old to learn new swear words. And certainly <laughs> swear words in combination that I'd never heard before. I mean, there's standard classic combinations of 
obscenities that we've all heard, but I heard ones that I'd never imagined were possible. And let's, I remember sitting and just looking at you, and then sort of drifting off into the sky outside 1440 Broadway in New York, looking, what would that look like that he just said? And trying to imagine these things. So when you say you don't use swear words, you mean you don't use them 100% of the time. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Is this like Italian swear words, too? No, no, no. No, 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 Creative? Yes, very yeah. creative swear words. Yes, what I'm saying, but the compound swear words, with the, that's the genius there in, inside Tony that often comes out whether he intends it to or not. So, you know, it's, it's a creative creative genius. I've always said Well, so. thank you, Keith. You know, I, I respect. I mean, wait, how many people have been friends for 40 years anymore in this world? How many I people mean, have known somebody for 40 years? Well, particularly for you and me. I mean, how many people could stand either one of us for that period of time? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just saw that ESPN is launching a digital-only pregame show for the classic yeah. MLB games. Are you going to be involved in that? Because I know you're back at ESPN. You're doing SportsCenter. What's going on with that? Well, I, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little hindered here because they've shut the New York studios down. So I don't think that that, uh, that was the first thing that sort of cut me out of the equation. Plus, there are, you know, I, I'm among the baseball announcers and the studio guys for baseball, I was probably like 11th or 12th in the depth chart last year. Not, I don't think it's a question of, of talent, but more of experience and the fact that these guys have, you know, done you know, all the grunt work games over the last few years. So I don't think I'm one of the first choices for that. So I'm just uh, I, I'm I'm delighted they're going to do that. Uh, I I I don't know how you feel about that. I think it's I feel a little sorry for people who are sort of stuck trying to do that. Just just throw the old game on, and if you want to have a watch party or something during it, where you take a sixty seconds somewhere and go, did you see this? Let me see. Let's play this again. How we haven't seen that since this game was live in 1987 or whatever. That might be fun. But to go do the whole you know, the whole setup beforehand is like, ooh, it's that bad, is it? Well, I don't know. I don't know that I'd necessarily be the right guy. Plus, this is, you know, with all these old games coming back, this actually happened two weeks ago, I guess, or a week and a half ago. Um, dozing while MLB Network is playing the old World Series games. And I hear, in my sort of half-sleep, I hear Bob Costas say, and Keith Olbermann is standing by with Mike Hargrove. <laughs> and I just, I shot up off the couch like, oh, Bob, here's my, like, oh, God, it's the 1997 World Series. I mean, it's, it's, it was 20, you know, 22 and a half years ago. So there's a little danger now when they're playing classic games and you, you're, you're in the broadcast, which is a real sense of attending your own funeral, you know. I mean, it's really, it's really strange when you don't know that's happening, but... Uh, I mean, just you play the old games. It's it's a good it's a good distraction. Plus, we got you know the uh, the Taiwanese baseball season opens Saturday. Mm-hmm. So their league, they're going to be playing. And uh, the only thing I know about the Taiwanese baseball season is the president of Taiwan went to went to Cornell with me. He was in school with me at the same time with Rob Manfred and Bill Maher and Bill Nye. Wow! I did uh, not wow. know. I did not know that. Yes, I Bill Maher and I almost had a fist fight in 1978. That. I'll tell you something. Yeah. Can you do that now? I would like to see that. I'd pay for that on pay-per-view. Was that better than Jim Everett and Jim Rome? Um, well, no, well, no, because it wasn't, it wasn't staged. <laughs> 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 All right, Keith, we got to run, man. It's always great catching up with you, my friend, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. We'll, we'll come back up to, uh, to Central Park when it's open again and walk around with yeah. the doggies. Yeah, we'll see you next year, pal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thanks a lot, Keith. Right. There he is. All right, good luck to you, Steve. James Thurber tonight, 8 o'clock. If you want to be entertained, amused, enlightened, and all the other things that we do in this medium. We're coming back. Much more still ahead. Gary Radnich in the next hour. Some of your phone calls, too, at 215-462-TONY. We're live here on Sirius XM 211. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, let me see if I can plug this thing back in. 
Otherwise, I'm going to have to do. I, it's so weird, though, because yesterday this was not a problem. So it's not, it's this, it's the HDMI cable. As soon as I plug it into my computer, it creates the buzz, which I think is, luckily enough, people say, they're saying that they don't hear it on Twitch. No. I think it's just us that's here. I don't it, even right? hear it. Really? No. Well, it's not, it's not on there now. So if I plug it back in again, we'll see what happens. Now I hear it. Yep. See, as soon as I plug that back in, but it's not going out over Twitch, it's not going out over t Sirius. So if we all can live with it, then I will leave it plugged in. Uh, Robin, also, I realize this was set to the mic input, not the line inputs. So, like, the first half of the show, was, the first segment, it's just a phone recording, unfortunately. So oh. Like, okay. That's weird. Well, I changed that. Okay, but I can I can pull it off of Twitch. That's good. No, that was my fault because I I undid it because I was recording. I know it's weird. There's a lot of little eccentricities. I, I will look forward to when we have the computer record directly through there. Who? Oh, uh, McMullen. Okay, so McMullen's coming up next. And. I'm sorry, I didn't get any questions, Bob. No, that's all right. He just goes, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. You know, he was going three, four minutes at a time. Yeah. That's good. Are we ready? Are ready? He said some interesting things we can hit on after McMullen. It's XMF. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. got a good beat you can dance to it i give it a 65 I feel like we're at a drum line right now yes you? yes it does it's a, like almost like a parade is coming down the street if that happens though we get arrested here <laughs> you go outside and have more than like five people playing oh, yeah. drums sure you got to keep them separated exactly. that's a good song we should play i know we're gonna have to incorporate more music into the program tony bruno harry mays with you on day two and you can see we're bringing back a lot of great friends you know when you launch a new show it's not because I happen to know a lot of these people, but Keith is very, very obviously, as far as baseball is concerned, is nobody. Bob Costas, Keith, you think of those guys? Mm -hmm. Those guys are baseball guys. I was ready for him to riff on uh, losing out K-Line. I know, know. I we didn't have time for that. A good we, five minutes on we him. We could have done two consecutive hours yeah. with Keith and still been talking. That's what we used to do all the time. We'd go out to dinner on Friday nights in Connecticut and just BS all night about different things. So you did eight hours a day on the weekends with him on radio? Yes. Wow. That's a long shift, man. It's professional broadcasting right there. You don't see that happening nowadays. Guys do two hours, and they're like, oh, my God, I just had to do two hours of radio. <laughs> Give me a break, folks. We're sitting here, and we're talking. <laughs> Meanwhile, speaking of talking, let's get some football information in here. Let's get our boy John McMullen. He's on the line, our Eagles insider and NFL insider, not just a guy who has his finger on the pulse of the local club, but on the National Football League. J-Mac. Can we call him J-Mac? I've never done that. Is that a good it's nickname? It's not T-Mac. No, T-Mac. Yeah. is. Does anybody call you J-Mac, John, or is it... What's your nickname? I don't hear him. I hear the phone's on. Oh, there he is. Oh, hey, John. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, everybody calls me Johnny Mac. You called me Johnny Mac. Johnny, Johnny Mac. Mac. But I say J-Mac. <laughs> you don't go J-Mac, right? Occasionally. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Tim... McManus is a good friend of mine. Tim McManus, actually, we worked together a long time ago at a company called the Sports Network. Oh, yeah. Uh, before he covered the Eagles, uh, I was there before him, so I was Johnny Mac. But he he covers the Eagles before me, so he's 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 Timmy Mac. Was was I'm, Tom Byrne there, too, when you were there? Tom Byrne was there, yeah. 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 By the way, T-Mac was one of our first producers at 97.5. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. No, he's great. We love T-Max. 
It's T Max, though. You always have to put an N and S, thanks to Jose from Narstown. He'll be with us tomorrow. All right, John, the big story today, I kept saying uh, Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore expressing some concern about the sensitive information which may get hacked and stolen during the NFL draft, which is all going to be done, you know, with Zoom cameras and all the other things. Is that a legitimate concern for the, uh, for the coaches and the general managers and the players and the owners with this virtual draft that's going to happen in two weeks? Uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I like John a lot, so I'll preface this with, uh, boy, these guys take this way too serious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, come on. I, uh, who's going to – and what are they going to get? And by the way, I've always said this, guys, about Bill Belichick and everybody complaining about cheating or various gates or what have you. You know, and I say this about the Houston Astros as well. If you're capable of cheating and you're able to put it into play to where it'll have an effect on that game that quickly, whether it's stealing signs in the NFL or stealing signs in baseball, you got a 40-second play clock, the pitch is coming, and you can figure out a way to take advantage of that, Godspeed. I, I mean, it, there's always been, I, I always say NASCAR rules apply in professional sports. If, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, and I just can't get upset at all these people wringing their hands over various scandals. If you can take advantage of something, take advantage of it. But nobody's hacking anybody's Zoom of the Baltimore Ravens and saying, oh, the Ravens are going to take this player. Let's jump up and make a trade and steal him from I mean, that's CIA-level stuff. These guys are nuts. Yeah, but you know, coaches, especially football coaches at that level, are the most paranoid uh, people on the planet. So it doesn't surprise me that there's a concern about it. But, I mean, how do you think this – how is this going to work? Are they going to, like, change the amount of time teams have to to pick because there's now guys in different areas that need to communicate? They're not all in the same room anymore. It's not like – it's like a virtual war room. Yeah, it's going to be Howie Rosen by himself. And, 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 you know, we'll see. You know, everything is fluid. It's interesting because ESPN, the NFL Network, always have their own broadcast. Now they're going to – they're – supposedly going to do a simulcast because NFL Films is shut down here in, in, in Mount Laurel. They're shut down uh, out in Southern California because of those two particular state governments. Connecticut evidently can still get something done. So they're trying to do the simulcast. But you see, every day is like five weeks. By the time we actually get to the draft, <laughs> it might be something different. Yeah, true. So, so all this stuff is so fluid. But I, I think from the timing standpoint, I think it's going to be the same timing. They're still going to try to put together the same type of broadcast where you talk about all the picks. So I think that timing has always been more about a, a television vehicle, and that's the most important part of this And the fact that you have to keep people's attention, you have to keep them entertained, you have to talk about the prospects and on and on. John McMullen talking football, the draft coming up, and – and John Harbaugh's concerns today being raised uh, in a story on ESPN. But, you know, the interesting thing about all of this, it would be great to have, like, the longest table ever assembled and have every ESPN guy and every NFL Network guy. Six foot. Six feet <laughs> apart. Oh, yeah. And then have this table that would go forever and ever and ever. It'd be like one of those dinner, dining, dining room tables in an old castle in, like, exactly. England or and something. And then serve you know? wine. Yeah, when you're, like, 50 feet away from the other guy. That would be yeah, awesome. well, think about it. Who, who gets the first round? Is, is, is Mel Kuyper getting the first round or is Daniel Jeremiah? Where's Todd McShay? Yeah, there could be a lot, a lot of problems on who gets what and, and who's in the higher profile position. And Jay Glazer will be walking around, and no one will see him, so they don't know how to be six feet away from him. You know what I'm saying? But Jay, but, but Jay will break every story. So. Yes, he will. <laughs> Nobody gave me NFL draft picks better than Jay Glazer when I was at Fox. Every time we did the draft, I would have the pick, and then the NFL cracked down on those guys who would get the pick before yeah. the commissioner went up there. And so whenever I hosted the draft all those years at ESPN and Fox, we'd always have it before they announced it. And then the NFL finally got pissed off and says, no more of that stuff. 
Nobody's going to announce it before the commissioner goes up there, which is an outrage. That's because Jay is a big MMA guy, so he can tap out every agent. If they don't give him the name, just tap them out. (laughs) (laughs) So is there going to be nothing in Las Vegas at all? No, nothing. They've they've shut that part of it down. It's got to be remote. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, and that's obviously a disappointment. So you see all, I mean, there's certain things, and, and the NFL draft, they sort of turned it into a mini Super Bowl with various cities bidding on it. Mm-hmm. And when you have these big events, the NCAA Final Four, even WrestleMania over the weekend, that, you know, it's big for the particular city that it was designed to be in. And now you already have those things are tend to be awarded in three, four-year increments, and you're on to the next one, hopefully. Uh, so it's always disappointing for those cities that had these big events. John McMullen, so you're getting excited now. Are you breaking it all down? Because that's the one thing now. Nobody can talk to anybody. You know, you can't have people in. We, we saw the story today you know, about Cam Newton doing an Instagram live show. A workout? No, he was doing like a, uh, an interview. You oh, know, okay. You know, what he was, you know who was interviewing him? Who? An NBA player. Oh. <laughs> And they were talking about how you know how frustrated it is for him because you see him working out. I mean, Cam mm-hmm. looks like a guy, he looks like an Adonis now. So he's video. You see him all jacked up and all ripped up, but he's frustrated that he can't go out and do any visits to try to get a job. Right. Yeah, we talked about him yesterday on the show. The yeah. Medicals, that's a big part of it for him. And you know, it's interesting that uh, Brandon Hayek, the kid from Arizona State, he's a, a bridge for second round pick. He had surgery today. In Philadelphia, under William Myers, the core muscle oh, guy. Oh, core guy, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking to myself, how, how does that work? Because we're in a situation where there can be nothing uh, as far as you're not supposed to have elective surgeries. And, and a core muscle injury, I mean, it's not like you need to have it, but he, they, he got it done. The Cam Newton interview was with uh, Chris Paul on Instagram Live. Oh, so yeah? Cam Newton and Chris Paul were sitting down yesterday and talking about it, and he said it's really frustrating that he's a fish out of water as a free agent. Hmm. He's never had to go through this before, and this year where a lot of people are already signed, and here he is still sitting there right. you know, trying to figure out who wants to take him and who wants to bring him in, and he can't even go in. I guess it's he, Jameis Winston, and what, uh, Jadevian Clowney are like the three big ones. Yeah, but left, as far right? as quarterbacks, it, it, yeah. Flacco is the third quarterback we talked about yesterday right, as far right. as the big three still standing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing Jadevian Clowney's still on the market. I mean, that guy's so talented. He's uh, yeah, probably never lived up to what he should be from a production standpoint. But you see in short stretches, uh, just how effective and dominant he can be. But, you know, he was asking for $20 million a year. So unless you come down off those types of numbers uh, and get a little bit more realistic, you see what happens to Jadamian Clowney. I, I mean, he's just got to get more realistic. All right, John, i got to ask you. The, it came out, I believe, today or late yesterday or today. Uh, Hard Knocks is back. Yes. If there is a season, of course, the Rams and the Chargers in a combo deal. Your thoughts? Yeah, I find all of this so interesting, Harry, for so many reasons. The fact that you're right, we don't even know if there is going to be a training camp. I understand why they have to prepare for these things. But then there's a story. You know, remember, they're they're both scheduled to go into the new building Mm -hmm. this year. And there's a question whether the building will be ready uh, because – they can't do any work on it now. So it's putting them behind the eight ball as far as whether uh, they'll be able to go into those new state, that new stadium. Both teams are obviously playing in it. So there's so much. I, I mentioned that word fluid earlier. So much. Nobody knows. But, yeah, I, I do. You know, Hard Knocks to me has kind of fallen behind. If you watch that show versus the Amazon show, All or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Although, while I say that, I think the Eagles version, if you guys saw that, that was terrible. Yeah. But every other All or Nothing, if you watch them on demand, they're still up on Amazon, those are all great. Those are way better than Hard Knocks. Yeah, they're well produced. Yeah. And by the way, by the time the Hard Knocks, they edit it and put it on the air, a lot of that stuff is old news because that leaks out, even though they try to keep it in-house, the stuff that goes on. If there's a big story at the camp, it's getting out there before you get to see it the next week on HBO. 
John, always yeah. great to talk to you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. NFL Insider John McMullen. We have some great stats. You know, all the gambling apps are still trying to get some. Not they're not getting action, but there's a uh, FoxBet.com has every single Tampa Bay Buccaneer game point spreads. Is that right? Tom Brady. Every single game, they already have lines, future lines, man. And they will be favorite. The only time they'll be dogs is against is against Kansas City. They'll be a three point dog. And against uh, the the Saints, the Saints yeah. on the road, five and a half point dogs. Every other game, the Buccaneers, based on the numbers right now, will be favored. With, to, with Where's Tom the Brady. Chiefs game? Is that in Tampa? It doesn't say. Oh, it, it does? It does, no, no, home. So that's at oh, home. It's a home. Okay. Tampa yeah. Bay at home versus Kansas City. They'd be three point dogs. Mm. And Tampa Bay at the Saints on the road, three and a half point dogs. Well, you heard uh, what was it? Keith talking about what Taiwan baseball starting up soon? Is it Taiwan yeah. or yes. Ja- Japanese? No, it's with, Taiwan. Yeah, we should be able to bet on that, right? Absolutely. And you would Belarus. Think so. Don't forget well, Belarus. Belarus. Was it soccer or hockey? So- both. I think they don't there. care about anything. Anything Belarus does, curling, soccer, women's sports, men's sports, anything they can put out there, you can bet on. We're coming back. Another hour. Gary Radnich from the Bay Area joining us in the next hour. Stick around.